Amen. Amen. This is good. And you're seeing without the life of God, we'll be in trouble because we have a world. Let me tell you something. The Bible said the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Why the labors are few? Because the labors have to be trained and sent. So it goes back to what? Disorder. You see what I'm saying? So the, 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 the issue that we're addressing is we have been taught the law of God, but not the life of God. But I can't get out of the law of God without the life of God. So we shouldn't be so all orderly in the law without the life. Anybody can start a church and preach the law. Not many can start and preach the life. Because that requires change. Ah, now now we're going somewhere. Because if you preach the life, now you gotta, you got to deal with the, the institution and the maturation process that govern where you're going. Are you get what I'm saying? So the life of God is where we go into those realms. But without people knowing the life, guess what? By default, all you know is to go back, way backwards. So we get mad at people going backwards and we, you never identify, wait, did they have enough life to even continue to go forward? That's called discipleship. But how many of you know we, we catch fish and we release them back into the sea? And they go home wondering when something wrong with them and they never come back. Why? Because, and, and, and today they never come back because they haven't learned honor. So it, 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 it's, it's, it, now you, you know, I'm, 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 we're going to move on to the message tonight. But I want you to realize we're having a lot more issues with gathering now. You got more, more issues now because now you got to deal with how much church hurt. How much can I leave? Where can I give? How much do I tell them? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So I got to identify where you are. So I don't trigger you the wrong way. So I can't just be, you know, people think, oh, he just passed. He got a good message. No. You heard that the way that way. That don't mean they heard that the same way. So you, you, you have to be discerning in what you're dealing with. Okay. But if we're not discerning, sometimes you can watch this. You can cross roads that you wasn't supposed to cross. You can trespass, not knowing you trespass. Forgive my, as I forgive those who trust. See, the problem is some of us have to repent because we've trespassed where you didn't have opening. So you got to identify what, where you've been trespassed on and what you're trespassing to. Thank God for Jimmy. He he doing something mobile. Thank you, Jimmy. He he, I know he does an amazing. Y'all thought it was y'all praying it. Amen. Amen. So he's doing a great job. Amen. We're going to pray and we're going to jump right in uh, tonight. Amen. If you're online, we thank God for you uh, tonight. Let's pray, Father. We thank you. For your word that you've already released tonight. And we ask you to continue to speak on as you will. We give you praise, honor, and glory tonight. We ask you to continue to show us who you are. That we may know your spirit, your glory, God. We want to know you more. Beyond all things in our life. We give you the praise, honor, and glory tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Tonight, we're going to start a series called Deep. Somebody say, we're going deep. Deep. Yeah, D-E-E-P. We're going we're gonna to start a series called Deep. And, and, and I want you to understand the importance of deep. Okay? I want you to understand the importance of deep. We're going to start. I want you to go to John 1, 3 through 5. John 1, 3 through 5. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. 
and the light shine in darkness and the darkness did not what it did not what which means you can't comprehend the light where you have not understand the life of god you cannot comprehend the light where you have not understood the life of god you cannot comprehend the light where you have not no understanding of the life of God. We just talked about the light. So how can the world comprehend the light if they don't know the life? Y'all better hear me tonight. So you've got to come into the life of God so you can understand and interpret the light of God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? He's, that's what he's saying here. But they couldn't interpret. Go to Ephesians 1.17. We're going to read some scriptures tonight. I want to show you um, here where we're going. Now let's look at this. He's saying, listen, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, may give us this spirit of wisdom and what? Revelation. The Greek meaning revelation is apocalypsis. Uh, it, it means to be revealed, it, it, to be known, visible to all, manifestation, appearance, okay? Uh, he's saying, listen, when the revelation, the wisdom and the revelation of the knowledge of him. So we just said the light come from the light. In the revelation of him, okay, watch this, that you may know that, excuse me, that the eyes of your understanding may be what? Enlightened. That means to turn the light on. Tell somebody to turn the light on. Some of us don't have the light on. We got to turn that thing on. Turn the light on. See, the problem is, is we got to turn the light on to see. And many of us are trying to interpret where we don't have the light. But the life is in the light. Excuse me. The light is in the life. So you, you're trying to move into something in light that you don't under. You got to interpret the life. You got to know what governs the life of God in that realm. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? So, so he's saying, listen. Uh, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory in, in the inheritance in the saints, not outside of them. Who is the inheritance? No, no, who is the inheritance? Ah, he is. Oh, so you've received it. So who is the inheritance? See, we've been thinking that we waiting, we're waiting on to receive an inheritance. We've been thinking that we have to enter into an inheritance. The Bible says Jesus is your inheritance. So the problem is until you seek the life, you won't see the light of it. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? So you've been trying to seek and search for your inheritance, but your Bible says when the eyes of your understanding become enlightened, you may know the hope of his calling and whether the riches of the glory in inheritance in you. That's why he told you you have a treasure in where? The problem is you got a lot of stuff, the corrosion around the treasure. So where you think you're trying to go get an inheritance, you actually have one. It just had to be sought out. Tell somebody, got to go deep. Uh-oh, we're going to know why we're going deep tonight. Hallelujah. I got to go deep. See, the problem is we're too surface to interpret that area of our life. So the realms that we live on is really the realms that we're enlightened on. Write this down. The realm that you live on is the realm that you're enlightened on. Well, y'all got quiet on me. What happened? Hallelujah. The realm that you live on is the realm that you are enlightened on. Why is that? He says, listen, but the light comes when you learn the life. Are y'all getting this? Ooh. Go to 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2. And I want you to stay with me. This is going to be powerful. I'm going to help you understand the importance of going deep with God. And understand without going deep, you won't interpret who you really are. You won't interpret the inheritance that you are called to. You won't interpret the divine favor that you're supposed to walk in. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? 1 Corinthians 2, 6 through 10. Uh-huh. So we, we're identifying here. We speak wisdom, okay, of God in a what? It's in a mystery. 
Okay. The hidden wisdom. So it's a hidden. So listen, it's hidden. Wisdom in a mystery. Okay. The hidden wisdom with God ordained before the ages for who glory? For who glory? Oh, so based on the mystery that was revealed, it's supposed to bring you glory. Based on the mystery that has been revealed to you, it's supposed to bring you glory. Because you and him are not separate as much as you are revealed. All right, we're we going we gonna, we gonna to catch it. Which none of the rulers of this age knew, for they had they known, they would have not what? Crucified the Lord of what? Glory. Which mean, had they interpret who he was, they wouldn't have done it. Which means you always crucify what you don't know how to interpret. You always crucify what you can't interpret. So, uh, uh, Saul would have probably killed Ananias if he couldn't interpret what God was walking him through. He was after Christians. Sometimes you might kill what God is using to bring you to the next level. Tell somebody, put the lens of God on. But watch this. But as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God prepared for those who what? Watch this. But God has revealed them to us through what? His spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes. The what? The what? Tell somebody I got to go deep. Uh, that is the problem right there. See, the problem is God told you those things are revealed. The mysteries are revealed by the spirit. Watch this, but they're deep. And many of us today say, I ain't trying to go there. You too deep. Wait, but what you're really saying is I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in knowing the, the depths of me. When you say something is too deep, you're saying I'm not interested in understanding and interpreting me. Because you can only interpret you based on the depths of God. Y'all better hear me tonight. So where you are justifying why you don't need to know certain things, you're actually misinterpreting yourself. I don't need that. They do all that training there. They do all that teaching and all them classes. I ain't, ain't got to do all that. All I do is pray. I fast and pray. That's all I need to do. All right. Y'all good? Tell somebody God is deep. Come on, his thoughts are deep. Uh, 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 Psalms 92.5 says, says, Oh Lord, how great your works. Your thoughts are very deep. Your thoughts are very deep. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God's thoughts are very deep. So you got to be able to understand that God wanting you to dive deep into the in interpretation of who he is. And the more you go into who he is, the more you know who you are. It's interesting. We'll go to college classes, pay 60000 to go deep to find ourselves. The pastor or somebody said, come to a class. We walk in there. I know what he's going to say. A free class. That, that's going to bring eternal value. It's not free after you're done when I'm done with you, but because you, you're going to know the price that is going to in the life of him. See, but it's a good price. Are y'all catching this? So God is saying, listen, there are deep things that I'm trying to get you to understand to break the surface level interpretation of your life. You got to come out of surface. Most of us haven't interpreted what uh, uh, Apostle was talking about on the call yesterday. Uh, uh, he was using the word. What was the word uh, he used? Um, um, I can't think. The, the Not microcosm. He was using a certain word. And, and anyway, God is wanting us to learn to interpret in those areas, in those divine areas. But if we are not seeking out those areas, how can we know God in the depths of who he is? 
For the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, which means, watch this, the deep call unto. See, until you learn to go deep, you can't go high. Until you learn to go deep in the depths of who God called you to be, you're not willing, or you're not willing to go deep. You're not willing for the accountability of deep. You're not willing to go high. How many of you know you want to be a doctor? You got to go deeper in college. How many of you know you want to go certain arenas in the marketplace? You got to go deeper in school. But when it comes to church, we think everything is fixed by just prayer. And your shatala robot. And you come out of prayer cursing. You come out of prayer arguing. You come because you never went deep. I'm so sorry, you know. Oh, yeah, we think we don't have to learn that. We don't have to know that. This is the way I learned it. But the problem with that is you, because you're ignorant, you haven't learned how to govern the arenas that govern where you're trying to go. Well, I'm the head and not the tail. What does that mean to you? Because there's seven levels of what that can really mean. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? The Bible tells us that God knows the plans that he has for us. Plans to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us a what? Hope and a what? Future. I want to talk a little bit about surface level living and the lie. All right. There's a danger in surface level living. Okay. Go to Revelations 3 for me. Revelations 3, 16 through 18. Revelations 3, verse 16 through 18. So what is he saying here? You, watch this, say you're rich. And you don't need nothing. Because you're a career woman. You're a career man. You got it going. You got some savings now. You say you're rich and have need of nothing. But I say you look warm. Because the fact that you don't need my grace, watch this, the fact that you don't need my spirit to be led shows that you are not in this for you, me. You're in this for you. You're wretched. You're poor. You're blind. You're naked. I counsel you, watch this, to buy from me what? Gold refined. By the what? Uh-oh. See, now, where's the gold? Oh. So you would have had what you've been looking for if you learned how to allow me to refine you. I told you I like to refine to make people fine. See, the problem is we don't like to go through the refiner, but we love to go through the, the commonality of carnality classes that we can go enter into our inheritance, not knowing that Jesus Christ is your inheritance, not knowing that Christ wanted you to understand that the gold is in you. I counseled you to try to let you know that so I can refine you. But you keep looking outside of me and you're leaving the principles that govern the realm you're trying to enter into. So go get the job, but you're going to be a cussing job uh, 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 um, thousandaire when I wanted to make you a millionaire. Because you, you don't understand the principles that govern that height. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? Tell somebody he's in me. Amen. He's in me. The treasure is in earth and vessel. Y'all better watch out. I'm going to get this treasure out. Yeah. See, I don't know about y'all. Listen, this treasure got to come out. Lord, deal with me. Because if you, listen, if, if I believe this word, that means I ain't missing nothing. I just got to learn how to be refined. Are y'all getting this? What I want you to understand is God is trying to help you understand the depths of him is vital for you to interpret the, the mind of him on the levels of who you are and your inheritance. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Depths of him are vital to interpret realms of him because most people, listen, you can't walk with everybody that can't interpret certain realms. He was talking about the microcosm, the micro. If you, if you can't interpret certain micro abilities, if you can't walk, listen, that's why certain people, listen, some of you are going to lose friends. You know why? 
Because your interpretation, the revealing of God is starting to become more clearer. And you're like, no, Sheila, I can't have that conversation no more. I hope nobody friend named Sheila. Hallelujah. I, you know what, Billy, I can't talk about that. You get what I'm saying? Things change. Why? Because you're learning to interpret. And where you're governed, you have to have license and laws that govern that arena. So what I used to do, I can't do now. Because my mouth is governed by another realm now. Are y'all getting this? I want I want y'all to understand what, what God is trying to say. Amen. Because there, there has to be a reason of why we must learn to interpret God's mind and his intent and his will on greater levels. Amen. So the Bible is telling us we can be enlightened for the, excuse me, he, he's giving us all things for turn to life and godliness. Okay. All things he's given those who love him. Okay, but they are, they, they're searched out by the Spirit. Not just anything, but the deep things of the Spirit. Amen. Okay. I, I want you to go here because I want you to show what the problem is, why we're not going deep. Why we're not going deep. Okay. One of the biggest problems, I want you to go to uh, Mark 7.11. Mark 7, 11. Most of us are being hindered by what we can interpret. Most of us are being hindered by what we can't what? Interpret, which means most of us are getting hindered by either higher level uh, distractions or lower level distractions or lower level realms or higher level realms. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you can't overcome what you can't interpret. If I told you somebody about to call you in an hour and act a fool on the phone, you probably would have wanted to know that before you got on there to prepare yourself. But how many of you know you got to live prepared? Hey, see, the problem with us, we haven't learned to live prepared. We always got to get ready. God is dealing with some of us about our getting ready. He said, listen, you, I'm breaking you out of your get ready. I want you to always be ready. Be in season. You, you got to be ready for in season and out of season. I, I want you to be ready all the time. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? You, you, not, you don't know what's going to come. Mark 7, 11. But you say if a man leaves his father and mother, okay, whatever prophets you might have received from me is Corbin. Then you no longer let him do anything for his father and mother making the word of God to no effect through the traditions which you have handed down and many such things you do. So one of the things that hold us back from going deep is, number one, write this down, traditional obedience. I'm going to give you four levels of obedience that's holding you from really getting to the area and arenas that you're called to be. See, the problem is we are obedient, but it's a type of obedience that we need. Tell somebody it's a type. God woke me up this morning and gave me this. Actually, last night I was typing in my bed. There is a traditional obedience. We talked about that during mastery class uh, this, uh, a couple of hours ago. What did I tell you? We come into conformity of conformity of church theology and order, okay, and operations of obligation. So when you're in operation of obligation and church obedience, church obedience say, I just don't want to go to hell. You're going to need this. I want you to write this down. The first obedience is traditional obedience, which means you are obeying because you don't want to go to hell. That's, that's called obligational conformity. A word I just made up. Obligational conformity which means you're obligated to conform to what the traditions are of the law. So most of us are obedient because of the law. You come to church because of the law. Not according to the love, not according to the inspiration of the spirit. How many of y'all know the Bible was inspired? 
So you got to understand, God has never called you to live by a obligationary law. He wanted you to be inspired by his spirit. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? Number one, traditional obedience. Number two, conditional obedience. Conditional obedience. I obey only when I'm not tempted or going through. Which means the conditions got to be right. Ooh, y'all better share this, boy. I, hey, hey, I, God gave me this. I'm going to put, just put hashtag Joshua. No, I'm joking. Conditional obedience. Most people are obedient temporarily. Watch this. And no, notice all of these are temporary. Conditional obedience is only for people only when we are not tempted or going through something. The conditions got to be right. I just got out of church. I'm strong enough not to go through. Long as nobody conditioned. Long as boo-boo don't call me. Condition. Long as I don't see her. Condition. Long as he don't talk. I'm about to go. It's conditional obedience. So it's based on a condition. Not a conformity. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? Number three, beneficial obedience. Beneficial obedience. This is the transactional one. This beneficial obedience is it, it, it you only obedient when it you see the benefit is for you. It, 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 it's only beneficial when your ROI is in a line. See, this is the ROI people. The return on your investments. Many people, listen, many people are making it out there. Listen, how many of y'all know seculars, they are obedient sometimes for the sake of their uh, 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 mental and psychological cogn cognitive ability. They know if they just not do certain things, they can operate from certain things from the natural principles that govern so they'll, they'll hold from certain thing. They'll discipline themselves for beneficial obedience. But how many of y'all know that's temporary? But it's the last one that we have to come into, which is submissional obedience. Submissional obedience. Submissional obedience is when you've learned to submit to God and let him lift you up. It's when you've learned to be loved by God. Y'all hear what I'm saying? You will never go deep enough with God. Watch this. You will always be temporal in your obedience towards God if you never come into the submission or obedience. But you don't submit where you haven't learned the intentions are for you. I'm going to say that again. You never submit to God where you haven't learned that his intentions are for you. Most of us haven't realized that God's intentions are for us on these levels. Are y'all getting anything out of this? Any, you know, this is Bible study. Any questions or comments so far? Now, I want to show you something, okay? I want to show you something. And I'm going to get you out of here. We, we got to understand submission or obedience, okay? And I want to give you the first principle of learning how to stay submitted. The reason why we come unglued is because we, are, we might be in these other obediences and we don't realize it's in our soul. Okay? Hey, we all go through it. We're like, wait. And sometimes we're just learning to submit in, these, in certain areas. Okay? But this is the first principle that you have to understand to come into submission or obedience. So the first principle is learning how to love the who? The Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. The problem is we don't start here and we go around that. So we wonder why we can't overcome, submit to God, then resist the devil. You will never resist where you haven't submitted. Submit to God, then you're able to resist the adversary. You will always know your level of resistance based on your level of submission. You will always know where you are in submission based on your re 
existence. You have not resisted yet to the point of bloodshed. What was Jesus saying? He's saying, listen, my whole goal for you is to be purified through fire, but I need you to learn to resist. I'm going to bend you, not break you. I got to bend you because I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to like a rubber band, click some stuff off of you, my scrub. I'm going to bend you, but I ain't going to break you. I might burn you, but you ain't going to, you, you know, you, you're not going to, you're going to be purified. In a, in, in a way that you're becoming all that I called you to be. Are y'all getting this? So, so what I want you to realize is that he's saying, listen, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. This is where we start. The problem is we haven't learned. We don't go deep because we haven't learned the goodness of God yet. We haven't learned the what? We haven't learned the goodness of God. Which means, watch this, y'all going to need this. This is the end of it, all right? We're going to close here. If you haven't learned the goodness of God, you can't be obedient. And if you can't be obedient, you can't come into repentance. I'm going to give you some tools. Uh, see, repentance govern realms. Think with me for a second. I said something. Repentance govern realms. How many of you know God doesn't hold you accountable like he holds somebody else accountable. But watch this. As you grow, you become more what? Accountable to what? If you come into a realm, you didn't just come into a realm. You got the, the laws that govern that, which mean you came into repentance. So the higher you go, the more you are repentant because you've learned more of God. You catch it. So you, you understand justice on another level. So, so repentance govern realms then. So what I have to be sorry about, maybe you don't have to be. But I had to see the love of God in that for me to be repentant. Y'all catch me. Because remember, it hasn't changed. It's the love of God that leads men to re. So if it's the love of God that leads me to repentance and repentance govern realms, I have to see the love before I can even enter the realm. Ah, y'all, I hope y'all hearing me tonight. So what might be holding me back for, from the next realm is my sight on how I'm perceiving God. Because you think because your title and you've been in church for the last 10, 20 years that you're supposed to know better. So you're still telling God, I shouldn't have done this. And God is saying, I need you to stay in an area of vulnerability and repentance where you can learn more of my love so you can know what to do. But you're still in charge. Are y'all hearing this tonight? So it's really, if it's the love of God that leads me to repentance, and I don't see another level without turning to God in repentance, what am I missing? The revealing of who he really is. Ooh. Did y'all catch that? Because without... The revelation of who he really is, I, I, I won't be open to come into that realm. Just because I pick up a piece of paper don't mean somebody else convicted from that. But the realm of God that I see is if I don't pick this up, it's going to add up and cause chaos. They are only seeing from the realm that they live from. So they don't see the love in picking it up. And they don't see the laws and the liberty in picking it up. Because they see a piece of paper, but they don't see through the lens of the Christology of the mind of God beyond that piece of paper. So they'll kick it around. They'll throw it out the window. That's why most believers cause chaos and they don't even. 
because they're operating in their realm of their understanding of their lack of or lack thereof of understanding God in repentance. Remember, because repentance comes from the love of not the beating. Because the first three that we address of the obedience are, are those who think it's the beating. Especially the one, the beginning, the traditional obedience. I might be saying too much tonight. Y'all getting this? You're, see, see, because until I come into submission or obedience, I won't know. I don't know I'm growing in love. I think, see, most people speak in growth in God, but they don't talk about love. And they're not separated. So you're always trying to grow in God, but you're never growing in love. And God is love. So it's proving that there is some kind of conformity or doctrine in your mind that God has to break you away from. Because you think you're trying to come into a governing authority outside of what governs it. What edifies it? What controls it? Are y'all all right with this? Hold on, Mosai. Come on, let, let, let's read this. Let, let's read this. Uh, uh, let, let's read this. Repentance that govern realms. I want to give you a couple of them here. Romans 11, 33, 34. Somebody read that. Oh, I, you know what? I'm so sorry. Tell you what, that, that's not the scripture. But actually, go ahead and read that. I, I, want, I want that. Romans 11, 33 through 34. Read that really quickly. Oh, the depths. The what? Tell somebody I got to go deep. Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge. So you think wisdom and knowledge? No, there are depths of this. There are depths of this, of the knowledge. How, watch this. Look how you make it sound. How unsearchable are the ju his judgment. What did I just say? You, what did I just say? The greater you go, that governs a realm of law. Judgment. And his ways past finding out. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has become his counselor? So what he's saying is <laughs> there are depths and riches both, but there are depths. Who can, who, can, who, who can come into that realm? That realm is a governing realm. But it's governing, number one, by which you, if you did the first thing I told you, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might. If we can start there, there's nothing that's too hard for God. Are y'all getting this? Hallelujah. I, I, I must say one more scripture, and I, I want to hear what you say. Come on, lift your hand and say, Lord, I, I, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm just going to learn to love you first. You, you know, you, you, gotta, you can't move forward without getting in love and learning love first. I, I'm so sorry that we taught people law first. No, I, I, listen, you got to learn to be loved. We've learned to do church stuff without being loved. God never changes it. It's the love of God that leads men to repentance. You don't grow in realms without repentance. Which means you came into a greater realm of love. I got to give y'all these love principles before we leave. Are y'all hearing me? I, I got to give you this. Because if love governs realms and repentance, gov if repentance governs realms, that means love governing them. Hmm. Not knowing. You judging somebody. But you not, listen, number one, you're judging them because you don't realize that you got the same speck in your own eye. And do you despise the riches and of his goodness and forbearance, long-suffering, not short-suffering, long-suffering, not knowing that it's the, not the whooping, not the beating, it was the goodness of God that leads me to mental repentance. So let me ask you, why are people not coming to repentance? Based on this whole night, we don't know the life of his goodness. How can you, you're going to have a temporary obedience where you don't know his goodness. That, 
I'm trying to. I gave you the four points of obedience. You're going to have a temporal obedience when you don't know the realm of divine of who he really is. Are y'all catching this? So most of us are like, man, I just never get it right, never get it right. But you haven't learned his goodness in that area. You're still judging yourself by in that area. You haven't released that yet. Hey, my soul eye. Are y'all getting this? Come on, let, let's go deeper with this. Watch this. Ephesians 3.17. Somebody read that. 17 through 19. Real quick. Uh-huh. 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 That would pass as what? I, I thought we were looking for the fullness. Wait, wait. I thought we came to church for the fullness. But we're not looking for the love. We're looking for another, we're looking for another something that we can use outside of being loved. And he said, it's the love of them, love of me, that will lead you to repentance, which means without coming into love, you'll never come into repentance. And without coming to repentance, you'll never come into another realm. Be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the depth, the height, the width of what? Of judgment? Of whooping? No, of his so temporal obedience is rooted in the lack of love. Ah, God, you're so good. So you're searching for a principle and you're supposed to be just falling in love. See, this is the real message that God sent me to preach. Love. Because if we can't start with this, you're always going to speak and move over your head. That they may comprehend with all the saints. What is the width, the height, and the, to the fullness of God? Huh. Also, I can catch the fullness great based on the growth in love. You know how you can prove love? Watch this. The Bible says, for perfect love cast out how much? Oh, so it makes sense now. but we're looking beyond the relational context of God. Are y'all getting this? Hmm. Let me prove something to you all because I, I need you to understand that, and I'm not gonna have time to talk about the principles that, that, that of, of, of word stewardship, and that's very important too. But, but I want to give this last thing. You gotta realize that they're yourself, number one, and individuals, we don't need necessarily another law. We need another expression of his love. Most people cry out because they're lacking love. But if we put law on them, they're going to excuse themselves out of trusting you into arguing with you. And most of us don't realize that until people come into those realms of love, they're actually checking to see how authentic you are in your faith of what you say you have. That's why most of us, you're mad because people said, oh, you ain't got it all. And, and they, 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 you didn't know they were adding it up. Let me, let, let's change that. They didn't know they were adding it up. Because for you to entrust yourself in a carnal mind to think that that mind don't have an agenda. See, the problem with us, we don't think the carnal mind have an agenda. So we mad at carnality, people who speak out of those realms, not knowing that they don't know what they're doing either. You used to be a liar too. You meant well, but you couldn't do well. Why? Because the realm you was living from, see, yeah, see, see, everything we we have people in our mind. I know it until look, <laughs> you didn't do it well either. I told y'all what y'all was last Wednesday. You a lying thief, the, the whoremonger, but Jesus, 
Watch this. I'm going to give you this last thing because I, I want to show you. How many of you know the women, the, the woman with the perfume in the Bible, the woman with the perfume, that, that perfume Jesus of? Go to Luke 7, 46 to 48, real quick. Luke 46 to 48, and then we'll close. Hala broko satai. Luke 7, I'm sorry, Luke 7, 46 through 48. Somebody read that for me. Uh-huh. 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 But to what? See, that, see that, that, that is. Hey, there it is. See, you missed it. For whom little is for? The same love little. So many believers are thinking because they've never been through nothing. They think because they've been to church for years that they, uh, you know, they know God. But God is saying, no, when I bring the most. The, uh, see, you think that you, you, God don't gonna forgive you because how far you've been. But he just said, the Bible just told you that because you went far, the more I can feel you. Which means you're going to love me more because you're going to see my goodness in all that you opened up. Y'all missed it. I know y'all read right over it. See, the problem is you got to understand the capacity of the sin that you came from. It's the capacity that he has to feel. That's why he loved to use what nobody thinks he's going to use. I'm going to use the weak things to confound the wise. You keep judging yourself based on where you are, not knowing he needs to use you because you're crazy. He needs to use you because you're not ordinary. Y'all ain't excited. See, y'all missed that. I, I, some of y'all still want to play with the law. All right, I'm going to give you a couple more weeks. See, the problem is God is trying to help you to understand this thing, this love thing is way bigger than what we thought and what we've been taught. So we've been taught that you come to try to get all these principles that govern. You don't start there. I need to know, are you governed by his love first? Are you giving all of yourself to him? When we go through the core next week, these are things that we're going to address because until we learn how to be loved, we'll never, re watch this, we'll never come to see him to let go. You never let go where you're not, where you don't know the intentions of someone. If I say, let me hold that, you say, if I say, tell me what, what happened here? You, you have some certain people you say, you'll hold on to it. Why? Because I don't know your in, intentions. But you will always know, watch this, watch this. I'm, I'm, come on, I'm going to twist it real quick. You will always know where you are when it comes to how you see God's intentions based on how much you give to others. Are you merciful to them? Or did you stop God's love towards them? I'm going to stop right there. Mm, I, I want to keep going, but I, I'm going to stop right there. God's love. God's love is what will govern the realms, which means you have to learn how to be sustained in him. Be conformed into his beloved, in him. In him we breathe, in him we move, in him we have our being. I think we think we're, we're going to go give people salvation outside of who God is. I think we think we're going to go give people a salvation outside of who God really is. The impact of God is love. The manifestation, the encounter of God is depths of his love. Which means you don't grow without encounter. That's glory to glory. You go from encounter to what? Encounter. What did you just encounter? Another level of his love, of entrustment Watch this. You've been entrapped with this love. Now you can be in, you entrust him another level. You entrust him to, 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 to with your life another phase. So now you're obedient on another level, which governs this level. Now you're not, you understand what I'm saying? So now you're governed on this level. You don't talk quickly like you used to. 
What happened? Why you don't do that? Because now that that has been revealed to you of how much he loved you in that. So you realize I don't have to respond. Because I don't have to show my identity here. Because I found another one. The reason why I used to show my identity here, because I didn't trust it here. Are y'all catching this? God is wanting to entrust us with souls. He's wanting to do what? Entrust us with souls. And I believe God is building us up too, so we are able to have license and liberty to do surgery on individuals. We need people who know the life of God, not just know the law of God. Can you show people his life? Can you, experience, can you impart to them his life? Don't judge no one until you can have an impartation for them. And you know the type of judgment I'm talking about. We all judge. The Bible says those who are spiritual judge all things. But the judgment he's talking about, not the judgment of the world. See, judgment of the world go, what we just learned, they go personal, not principle. So you know where you are based on where you are based on if you went personal or principle. You are offended if you got personal. So you've met your match. You've met your limit of ju judgment. If you can't stay in principle, I got to stop right there. How many of y'all are blessed by this tonight? Hallelujah. Lift your hands real quick. I'm going to pray and then we're going to talk. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. Father, forgive us for going personal and not being submitted to your principles. Father, forgive us for going personal and not being submitted to your love. Father, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. Those here are online. I pray every work of bitterness, every work of rejection, every work of pain, every work of guilt, every work of shame be broken tonight. Father, it's your love that leads us to repentance. And it's your love that's going to lead others to repentance. So, Father, we release off of our chests, off of our backs, every boundary, every border of hurt and pain of people, of things. We let go today. And, Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love on our life. You said, listen, be merciful for you have been merciful to us. Forgive others' debt for you have forgiven our debt. So, God, we let go and we forgive. We thank you for your grace and mercy, your kindness on our life. In Jesus' name, amen.